Welcome to the Tech Meme Ride Home for Tuesday, February 1st, 2022. I'm Brian McCullough. Today, the time of gaming consolidation is upon us, with Sony snapping up Bungie. Not exactly related, but the New York Times also acquired Wordle. Did the CEO of Bolt's tweets lose him the top job at the company he founded? You can no longer roll through stop signs in your Tesla. And the best use of augmented reality I've heard in a while. Here's what you missed today in the world of tech. Well, I think we now know one of the big stories of 2022 already, consolidation in the gaming industry. Sony Interactive Entertainment announced yesterday it is buying Bungie, which makes Destiny, among other games, for $3.6 billion. Among those other games Bungie makes, Halo, the flagship game for the Xbox platform, So, real sort of tit-for-tat here on some level, quoting gamesindustry.biz. After the deal closes, Bungie will be, quote, an independent subsidiary of Sony Interactive Entertainment run by a board of directors consisting of current CEO and chairman Pete Parsons and the rest of the studio's current management team. Sony has said Bungie will remain a multi-platform studio with the option, quote, to self-publish and reach players wherever they choose to play, end quote. At present, the studio is working on maintaining Destiny 2, expanding the Destiny franchise, and working on new IP. The deal caps off a massive January for games industry acquisitions. Take-Two announced an agreement to acquire Zynga for roughly $12.7 billion on January 11th, and Microsoft followed up with a $68.7 billion deal for Activision Blizzard a week later. This would be the second time Bungie has been bought by a platform holder. Microsoft acquired the studio in June of 2000, securing its then-upcoming shooter Halo as an exclusive title for the original Xbox's 2001 launch. Bungie would regain its independence shortly after the launch of Halo 3 in October of 2007. It produced two more exclusive Halo games for the company, Halo 3 ODST and Halo Reach, before signing a 10-year deal with Activision that would lead to the creation of the Destiny franchise. End quote. Yes, about Destiny, quoting Tom Warren on Twitter. If you're wondering how big Destiny 2 is for Sony, 860,000 players played Destiny 2 yesterday at a slow point in a season about to end later this month. 275,000 of them played on Xbox, 355,000 on PlayStation, 224,000 on Steam, and 5,390 on Stadia. End quote. And actually, Tom makes the compelling case that this is more of a platform play in another way, quoting his piece in The Verge. Microsoft has Minecraft, Epic Games has Fortnite, and now Sony has Destiny. Beyond Destiny, this deal reveals Sony's ambition to compete with games like Fortnite alongside the steps it has been taking to bring the PlayStation brand to multiple platforms. The deal itself is unusual. Bungie will maintain creative independence inside Sony, self-publishing its future games despite being owned 100% by Sony. Destiny 2 will remain multi-platform, so it's not going to disappear from the Xbox and turn into a PlayStation exclusive. Bungie has even committed to keeping the game the same, quote, no matter where you choose to play, end quote. That likely means we won't see exclusive Destiny strikes or weapons on PlayStation like we saw in the past, thanks to an Activision and Sony deal. Bungie's future games won't be PlayStation exclusive either. Quote, we want the worlds we are creating to extend to anywhere people play games, reads a Vision blog post from Bungie's Joe Blackburn and Justin Truman. So what is Sony paying $3.6 billion for exactly? 
You only have to look at Sony's top 10 played PS5 games to see how important Destiny is to PlayStation. Destiny 2 is number 6 on the list based on gameplay hours. It's a list that includes Fortnite at the top and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War in second spot alongside the usual annual FIFA and NBA releases. Destiny 2 is still incredibly popular across Xbox, PC, and PlayStation, even as the game is about to enter year 5. Despite many Destiny killers promising to compete, RIP Anthem, there's still nothing quite like Destiny on the market. It has a unique blend of looter, shooter, and MMO, and a player-versus-player crucible mode that lets you show off the guns and armor you've acquired through hours of grinding. While it's technically free to play, it also has a unique revenue model. You can purchase cosmetics through microtransactions, buy a season pass to get more rewards and unique weapons, and also purchase DLC to get access to additional campaign content and activities like dungeons or raids. What Sony's acquisition of Bungie isn't about is exclusivity, though. Games like Destiny thrive because they're available on multiple platforms and can connect different friend groups in a virtual world. Fortnite, Call of Duty, and Destiny aren't hugely popular because they're locked to one platform. They're available everywhere, and that drives their success. Sony might have pushed back against crossplay and cross-platform in the past, but it's clear the PlayStation Maker is now embracing its potential and has bigger plans for live service games. Philosophically, this isn't about pulling things into the PlayStation world, says Ryan. This is about building huge and wonderful new worlds together, end quote. So more than just reacting to what Microsoft has done, this is reacting to what Fortnite has achieved and the sort of metaverse light like vision that games are seemingly moving toward these days. And there is apparently the next major new franchise Bungie is working on as well, something called Matter. Matter is described as a multiplayer action game with character-based gameplay. Of course, consolidation in the gaming space isn't going to happen unless the regulators let it happen. And, dun-dun-dun, a source is telling Bloomberg that the FTC, not the Department of Justice, is reviewing Microsoft's Activision Blizzard acquisition and will focus on potential harm to rivals. Quote, the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice share responsibility for antitrust reviews of mergers and often reach agreements about which one will investigate a deal. FTC Chair Lena Khan has long advocated for a more forceful approach to reviewing deals, particularly by the biggest technology companies, which she says are able to leverage their dominance in one line of business to gain power in other markets. Under her leadership, the agency has sued to block two major takeovers, NVIDIA's proposed purchase of ARM and Lockheed Martin's deal to buy Aerojet Rocketdyne Holdings. The Activision investigation will focus on the combination of Activision's gaming portfolio with Microsoft's consoles and hardware systems. Regulators are likely to look closely at how Microsoft's ownership of Activision could harm rivals by limiting their access to the company's biggest games." End quote. The Associated Press has seen documents that they say reveal that Tesla will issue an over-the-air update to its full self-driving software because that latest version of the software let vehicles roll through stop signs without coming to a halt, affecting around 54,000 vehicles. Quote, 
Documents posted Tuesday by U.S. safety regulators say that Tesla will disable the feature with an over-the-internet software update. The rolling stop feature allowed vehicles to go through intersections with all-way stop signs at up to 5.6 miles per hour. The recall shows that Tesla programmed its vehicles to violate the law in most states where police will ticket drivers for disregarding stop signs. A spokesman for the Governor's Highway Safety Association, which represents state highway safety offices, says he is not aware of any states that allow rolling stops. Tesla agreed to the recall after two meetings with officials from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, according to documents. Tesla said that it knows of no crashes or injuries caused by the feature. The recall covers Model S sedans and X SUVs from 2016 through 2022, as well as 2017 to 2022 Model 3 sedans and 2020 through 2022 Model Y SUVs. Selected Tesla drivers are beta testing the full self-driving software on public roads. The company says the cars cannot drive themselves and drivers must be ready to take action at all times. A firmware release to disable the rolling stop is expected to be sent out in early February, end quote. I'm going to a big AI startup demo day here in the city tomorrow, and I will 100% be decked out in Mack Weldon clothing. Why? Well, Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of modern life. They look like regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. Breathable underwear that keeps you cool, dry, and comfy all day. That's their air-knit underwear. Crazy, comfortable, but elevated sweatpants, the Ace Collection. An upgraded classic polo with antimicrobial silver threads, the Silver Peak Polo. That's my personal fave. And ultra-soft antimicrobial tees for when you need to stay fresh longer. Their Silver Crewneck T-shirt. Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with promo code RIDE. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code RIDE. With everybody fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features features help you say the right thing at the right time every time plus you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to constant contacts best in class 97% deliverability rate i use this and you should too tackle any challenge with constant contacts expert live customer support plus everything's backed by their 30 day money back guarantee so get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at constantcontact.com just go to constantcontact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. There was another big headline yesterday about an acquisition in the game space, but it was a smallish acquisition of a small game that has gotten pretty big of late. 
The New York Times announced it has acquired Wordle, the simple word game that has amassed millions of daily players for an undisclosed price in the low seven figures, quoting The Verge. Wordle will, quote, initially remain free to new and existing players, end quote, once it moves over to the Times site. And game creator Josh Wordle says that he's working with the New York Times to preserve players' existing wins and streak data once the game heads to its new home. That said, the New York Times announcement leaves plenty of room for the company to decide to put Wordle behind its paywall in the future. In his announcement of the sale for a price that the New York Times announcement reports is, quote, an undisclosed price in the low seven figures, end quote, Wordle explains that running the hugely popular game has, quote, been a little overwhelming, end quote, especially considering that he's the only person who actually handles running the entire game, quote, We could not be more thrilled to become the new home and proud stewards of this magical game and are honored to help bring Josh Wordle's cherished creation to more solvers in the months ahead, said Jonathan Knight, general manager for the New York Times Games, in the Times announcement of the acquisition. When it moves over to the New York Times, Wordle will join a lineup of other popular daily puzzles, including the New York Times crossword, the mini crossword, spelling bee, letterboxed, tiles, and vertex, end quote. Supposedly, the talks to acquire the game began the very day after the first article about Wordle appeared in the New York Times back at the start of last month. It's the same article that I shared in the long reads that week. Now, there has been some gnashing of teeth about this news along the lines of people saying, Wordle sold out! Why can't nice, fun things, tiny little fun things, avoid being swallowed up by the maw of capitalism? But come on, people! What, you would prefer he sold out to Facebook or, I don't know, Oracle? Like, the New York Times makes a ton of sense as a home for this. As a subscriber to their crossword product for over a decade now, the New York Times knows how to do things like keep smart little word games like this going. This feels like the perfect home for this game. And as someone who owns a small but very profitable web business and have done so for more than 20 years now, I know that it's so small it'll never IPO, but that's because I know what it is. It's my little oil well, and as long as I tend it with care, it will reliably throw off a good amount of money for me every year like it has since I was 22 years old. Nonetheless, if someone showed up and offered me like $10 million for it, I would take that offer because, again, come on, people, it's not that everybody has a price, though everybody definitely does. It's that everything has a logical price, a price that makes sense. Wordle didn't try to turn Wordle into a unicorn. It was a little side project that just made him into a smallish millionaire. If your side project made you a million dollars after a couple months of work, you would and should take that money and be happy too. And we should be happy for him. As Ken Cosienda tweeted, quote, I'm happy about Josh Wordle's sale of Wordle to the New York Times, if only because it shows that it is possible to create something for love, put it out in the world for people to enjoy for free, never act like a jackass even a little, and still turn a tidy profit. Bravo, end quote. Though, as Tracy Chow tweeted, Wordle has set Valentine's Day gift expectations high for the partners of software engineers, end quote. This is one of those stories I passed on doing earlier because I was like, do I really have to keep everyone informed about every time folks on tech Twitter have a beef? But this is a beef that it turns out had consequences. Ryan Breslow, co-founder of one-click checkout startup Bolt, has stepped down as CEO of Bolt and become executive chairman after, you might have seen, his tweets bashing Y Combinator and Stripe went viral last week. 
quoting TechCrunch. Breslow, who says the decision is his own, is being replaced as CEO by Maju Kurovila, who joined the company as its chief product and technology officer in 2019 and became its COO in August of last year. Breslow is assuming the role of executive chairman. On its face, the decision would seem to make sense for the 600-person company, which is currently raising a round of funding that is expected to value the outfit at $14 billion, up from the $11 billion valuation it was assigned just earlier this month when it closed on three hundred. dollars $55 million in Series E funding. Bolt, which earlier this month decided to give employees a four-day work week permanently, has raised nearly $1 billion altogether to date. Of course, it's easy to wonder how closely the move is also tied to the attention that Breslow, 27, attracted after publishing a series of tweets last Monday afternoon and who was back at it this past weekend. In what he described in his first series of tweets as a kind of public service to other founders, he warned that rival Stripe and famed accelerator Y Combinator, which counts Stripe among its biggest success stories, are, quote, mob bosses that will pull, quote, every power move imaginable to squash competitors. One of the power moves, wrote Breslow, is to keep any threat to Stripe out of Y Combinator, which he says rejected Bolt's application earlier in time. He also accused Stripe of co-running the link aggregator and message board that's owned by YC, Hacker News, and thus limiting how much attention Bolt received. Not last, he accused Stripe of deliberately funding a direct competitor to Bolt at the same valuation that Bolt enjoyed at the time, end quote. Yes, he called the Collison brothers, in so many words, mobsters. So all I'll say about this is that it felt to me when I saw these tweets like Breslow was trying to become one of those populist troll personas online that tends to thrive these days. Some people believe that stirring up controversy and Debates online can only help all sides. I sometimes suspect that is what is going on with Jack Dorsey and Mark Andreessen and their beef. But this shows that not everybody can do it effectively. Some folks, it turns you into a sort of folk hero online, but some folks, it can blow up in your face. And this seems to be an example of that. Either that, or it proves that the Collison brothers are mob bosses because their nefarious power behind the scenes lost this guy his job. I'm joking, of course, but full disclosure, I am a teeny tiny infinitesimal investor, personally, not through the fund in Bolt's most recent fundraising round. And finally today, this is some metaverse stuff that definitely makes sense to me. Although again, maybe we should call it metaverse light. Pinterest has added an augmented reality tool for furniture to its mobile app, which allows users to see how more than 20,000 products from various retail partners would look in their homes, quoting the Wall Street Journal. The tool will initially work with 20,000 products from retail partners such as West Elm, Crate and & Barrel, and Wayfair, according to Pinterest. It will be available on pins, as the company calls posts on its image-sharing platform. Price and further product details also appear within the pins. People use Pinterest partly as a way to discover products that they might want to buy, a habit that retail marketers want to encourage with augmented reality, said Jeremy King, the company's senior vice president of engineering, and the ability to picture furniture and homes will help people make purchase decisions as the company has seen with a similar virtual try-on tool for beauty products, he said. 
West Elm, for one, views the Pinterest feature as a supplement to the shopping experience, with the potential to increase purchases among people who are browsing its furniture, as well as a way to reduce returns. We've already known that decorating your home is a really visual experience, said a West Elm spokesperson. Hey, I finally got the video for our World Cup of Entrepreneurs episodes up on YouTube. If you want to watch us do that debate live on video, I've got a link at the bottom of the show notes to part one. And part two should be up by sometime this afternoon. Do me a favor. We lost our ability to monetize our YouTube videos since we haven't been uploading some lately and thus don't have enough plays in the last few months. So if anyone wanted to just turn on these videos and just let them play, I wouldn't be mad at you. It's about two and a half hours all told between the two episodes. So if you, just a handful of you, let them play, we'd be monetized in not too long. Check it out. Talk to you tomorrow.